We're a praying church, and I come from sports, and the best sports teams are the teams that have the, um, execute the fundamentals the best. They're not the teams that are flashy. They're not the teams that um, always have the most talented players. They're teams that do the fundamentals consistently over and over and over again. That is how you win the game. That is why we as Christians have to pray. That's why we have to read the Word of God. That's why we have to be in the Word of God. That's why we have to be people of faith. That's why we have to come to church. And we can't try to do our faith and live outside the church on our own. It doesn't work that way. Some people prefer it that way because life is messy when you involve other people. Can I hear an amen? But there's a reason why the Lord meant us to be the body of Christ, okay, um, to come together and to work out our faith and, and practice our faith, practice the love of God on each other, starting with this person right here, starting with loving ourselves, starting with allowing God to love us. The Bible says because he first what? Loved us, that he sent his son for us. He sent his son, Jesus, okay? Father God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to demonstrate his love for us. Once we receive that love and capture that love, you guys, then once we know how much we're loved, then we can extend that love to others, okay? So um, let's start there, um, knowing that we serve a good and a faithful God. Genesis 35. Last week, we learned about Dinah and the Shechemites. We learned about um, a very difficult situation and how Jacob and Hamor here in Genesis, two fathers handled their families very differently. And we ended um, in chapter 34 with Jacob having to correct his sons for actually taking vengeance into their own hands. They took matters into their own hands. They took justice into their own hands as opposed to allowing God to administer justice. Have you ever been in a situation where you wanted to be the one to administer justice? Have you ever been the one that you wanted to be the one to um, get revenge on the person who hurt you or hurt your loved one? Have you ever been the one... <laughs> We're getting a whole lot of yeses, a whole lot of hands, a whole lot of smiles, a whole lot of this. Praise the Lord. We, amen. We're an honest church for the most part. Hey, so, so <clears throat> you know, that was, so that was something that, that um, Jacob wanted to make sure he got straight with his, his sons because they got ahead of God. Jacob, as a matter of fact, did, wasn't he a little slow on the trigger? He lacked a little bit of leadership in the beginning after his daughter was violated, right? His daughter, um, Dinah. Um, and instead of him calling the brothers and the whole family and getting it together and, and you know, saying this is what we're going to do, and this, he kind of, he was, he was slow on the trigger, and his, two of his sons got ahead of him. And you know the story. If you weren't here, here's the 30-second the version. After Shechem kidnapped Dinah, the Bible says raped her or violated her, which he took her virginity against her will, okay? Um, Jacob's sons 
wanted not only to kill Shechem, wanted to wipe out his whole family line. They ended up killing every male in the whole city of Shechem. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? So they, they, just, they just, I mean, they didn't just one up it. They just took it to a whole other extreme. And so now we're in chapter 35. All right, let's turn the page now. Everybody say, turn the page. Let's turn the page um, because that's what we got to do sometimes in life. Somebody say, turn the page. Sometimes you just got to turn the page. Can't, we can't keep dwelling, you guys. We can't keep dwelling. If we, if we, need, to, we need to get some support, we need to get some help, we need to get the help. All right? But then we got to turn the page and we got to say, let's go. All right? We can't stay wallowing, you know, in yesterday. We have to move forward. We have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. All right? Focus on the Lord because he gives you the strength. He gives us the strength to overcome and to be victorious. So this is what happens after all that situation. Then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel and settle there and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. Now, Jacob was fleeing from Esau because he stole his birthright and Esau wanted to kill him. Esau wanted to take matters into his own hands. He wanted to administer the right hand of justice, okay, to his brother Jacob. But Jacob was too... Too, uh, too smart, and he, uh, he outsmarted him, and boom, he, he hightailed out of there, all right? Um, so here we find ourselves. God speaks to Jacob, and he says, go to Bethel. Now, if, you, if you're a Bible student, you know that Bethel was a very um, important place for Jacob. It was the place where God took Jacob, showed him the whole land of Canaan, the promised land, and he says, now come. Um, because I'm going to give your lineage, your family, your people this land. It will belong to you. As far as your eyes can see, it will belong to you. And Jacob stood there at the precipice of this mountain and valley and looked over the land, and he goes, wow, I can't believe this, but we're just a few people, right? It was Abraham, it was Isaac. Isaac's two sons, Esau and Jacob, and now God's speaking to Jacob, right? So it's an isolated, small, little, immediate family. But God is always a God of promises. God is the God who speaks life into your life, especially when you need it. God's the kind of God that will speak promises into your life, and whether we want to accept them or not, we have to trust that those promises that God is speaking to you will come to fruition. Amen? So we're going to see here in this chapter how the Lord starts to unfold. And, and some of those promises are coming to fruition. And so I'd like to give tonight's Bible study the title, Familiar Territory. Familiar Territory. Because Jacob had been to Bethel before. As a matter of fact, God told him to name that place Bethel. All right? Which means house of God. It was a place where... You and I, in our own homes, we have to declare that the places that we live belong to God. Amen. Just last week, I went to one of our family's homes in San Pedro, um, overlooking the whole port, facing eastward. You can see the, the cranes, you can see the, the trucks moving, you can see cars driving on, on, the, on the 110 freeway, right? You can, you can see everybody moving and 
people look like ants all the way out there in the distance. See the San Bernardino Mountains. I mean, from it was just an amazing, amazing view. And the family had asked me to come and bless their home. I was so honored. It was a brand new home. They're, they haven't even moved into it yet. And it was it's just, just gorgeous. And we went through each room. And we anointed each doorpost. We, anoint, we prayed for each room over the, 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 the significance and the purpose of that room. And we spoke life over that house. We went all the way up to the top. Pedro's, Pedro's homes, a lot of them are very, very, they're old and they're beautifully made and constructed. And there's a bunch of little secret rooms and stuff, you know, like attics where you can, you know, your teenager can have a room and, and it's just amazing. And one of the rooms there at the top of the house was a prayer room. A prayer room. She said, Pastor, this is going to be my prayer room. I said, wow, that's fantastic. And she walked in there and she was short enough to not have to, you know, bow her head. But me and her husband, we had to both bow our heads as we walked under there. And, but she says, this is where I'm going to pray. This is where I'm going to get on my knees. This is where I'm going to fight. I said, have you ever seen that movie, War Room? You guys ever seen the movie War Room? If you haven't, I'm not going to tell you it. You need to go watch it yourself, right? I've been known to be a movie spoiler. But the house of God, the places that we live in, okay, need to be dedicated to the Lord. Those are, that's God's house, like, like Pastor T was talking about. This place that we're in right now, this is God's house. Take your right hand. Put it over your heart. This is God's house. He goes with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. We're going to read about that promise. Right? Familiar territory. He comes back to Bethel, this place that God had already dealt with Jacob. And what I love about Genesis, it, everywhere... You turn, practically, the patriarchs of the faith always built an altar. They always built an altar to God. Okay, everybody say, let's build an altar unto God. Okay, our homes need to have a place where we can pray, where we can worship. Our, our hearts, our lives need to be places like that. Um, this, this week, the schools are going to be... You know, celebrating a bunch of different festivities. You know, neighborhoods are going to be celebrating Halloween and doing. You don't have to participate in that if you don't want to. It's, it's turned dark and there's the occult has connected itself to that and stuff. But, you know, we're not going to get all, you know, overly spiritual and, and, and self-righteous. All right. You can open up your home. You can give candy and you can witness to people. You can pray for people. All right. You don't got to participate in all that nonsense. Um, some of the, the schools are going to be. Um, they're teaching the kids about how to do an ofrenda to the family. And guess what? Me and my wife said, um, we told her teacher, she won't be there that day. Because we don't believe in creating ofrendas to your past loved ones who have gone on. And we don't need to pray for the dead. They're dead. Okay? We leave that in God's hands. We pray for those who are alive. We pray for ourselves. Okay? There's, there's a lot more there that, that we can do. By praying for ourselves. And I know that one Disney movie, man, it's a cute movie. And those songs are great. But we use that to talk to our kids about what is of God and what is not of God. But here, Jacob is going to build an altar at Bethel, at the house of God. Okay, an altar was where they would sacrifice animals, 
all right? They would consecrate themselves and they would come to worship God. They would come to pray to the Lord. They would come to adore the Lord. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are three generations into this. They're still learning about what worship is. They're still learning about how to please God. They're still learning about what it means to walk with God, right? Here we see his two sons go and just slaughter a whole city and then take all the women and children and they add them to the people of Israel. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Get rid of the foreign gods you have. Purify yourselves and change your clothes. You see, when there was intermarrying, when there's, there was mixing between different nations, different pagan worship, all right? And then you have Jacob's sons who take all these women and all these children. They add them to the people of Israel. And they're bringing in all these other kinds of spiritual practices. All these kinds of pagan rituals. Those are things that shouldn't be in the life of a Christian. Okay? Don't follow astrology. Don't pick up the horoscope and read it. Don't call Madam Rita. Don't, don't get your palm read by the... I, I, I go by these, these, these stores and I'm, I'm scratching my hand. Like, How are these places still open? Oh, people go to them and pay. Because they're connected to spirits. Real spirits, the dark side, it's real. Don't underestimate the power of Satan. Don't under underestimate the power of the demonic powers. Don't underestimate, you think you're not dabbling in something, before you know it, the, the enemy is starting to pull us away from a life that is righteous and enlightened. A, a, a life that is walking the straight path with Jesus. Amen. Don't intermix folk religion. Don't intermix the Roman Catholic, okay, folk religion. Amen. All right? With your faith in Jesus Amen. and in the Word of God. Okay? Some of us still holding on to stuff. We have to start letting those things go. Letting those things go. Letting them go. Little by little. You're not betraying your family by doing it. You're obeying the Lord. And if we have family members that say you're a traitor and how could you and they want to excommunicate you, pray for them. Love them even more. Don't stop going to the family gatherings. Let them see the love of Jesus in you. Okay? Bible says go the extra mile. Right? So... When you're prayed up and you're full of the Spirit, guess what? You as a believer, man, you could power through a lot. You can overcome a lot when you are full of the Spirit of God. But that's why we have to stay ready so you don't ever have to get ready. Amen? So Jacob tells his sons, go get rid of your foreign gods. In other words, gods that they would carve they would make out of molten you know gold um silver they would worship these man-made handmade images carvings and they would create gods out of them they would worship things that look like grotesque animals and different things jacob says you got to get rid of all that 
He says, purify yourselves, change your clothes. Then come, let us go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and who has been with me wherever I have gone. Highlight that right there in your Bible. He says, this, let me tell you about this God who has gone with me wherever I have gone. Sounds like a father is discipling his family. Sounds like a father is teaching his family about the Lord. Amen? Sounds like Jacob, who had his fair share of mistakes in his past, wasn't too embarrassed, ashamed, and he did not relinquish the authority and the responsibility that he had to still call his sons and his family to the carpet. It got quiet all of a sudden. Because sometimes when we make mistakes, raise your hand if you've ever made a mistake. We make mistakes and then we feel like we can't go and still be mom and dad. But guess what? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God will just give you greater wisdom. He'll give you greater discernment and greater judgment as to how you need to continue to go about being a spiritual leader for your family. Because there's nothing in the Bible that ever says you got to be perfect. Nothing. Just persistent. And persevering. Because that's what Israel means. The name Israel means God perseveres. And so to be a part of the people of Israel, that is us, it means that we are people who persevere. It means that perseverance, long-suffering, patience is a part of our spiritual DNA. It's a part of our, our character. It becomes a part of our makeup. It becomes a part of who we become, who you are, the way you talk, the way you act. We don't give up. And if we falter, we get back up. Amen? You fall, you get back up. Jacob was teaching his family about what it meant to worship God. So he built the altar. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had and the rings in their ears. And Jacob buried them under the oak at Shechem. Then they set out. And the terror of God fell upon the towns all around them so that no one pursued them. You see what, what his sons had done? They had poked at a dog that was laying down only so that the dog would show its fangs. So Jacob quickly brought his family, taught them what repentance meant. That's what we're reading about right here. Repentance is, we've made a grave mistake. What have we done? What, what have you guys done? Oh my, Lord, have mercy on us. Jacob, still growing in his relationship with the Lord as well, he's learned that God has never left him. God has gone with him wherever he has gone, in whatever he has done, and he has always received the favor of the Lord. As a believer, know that the favor of the Lord goes with you wherever you go. And God is with you wherever you go, whether you go across the pond, right? Whether you're going to work, 
Whether you move to Texas, God is with you. Whether you lose a husband, the Lord is with you. But the Lord is there to strengthen you once more. Won't he do it, church? And won't he do it again? Yes, he will. This is not just church speak. This is true, battle-tested people of faith who know, who have seen, who have been knocked down, who have been dragged outside, but who have got up again. And who are praying faithfully for their children, for their grandchildren, to have an encounter with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so that he becomes their personal Lord and Savior. And that's what Jacob is trying to instill in his his people, because they're his people, just like you have your people. He says, bring me all those foreign gods. Take those rings out of your ears. He buried them at the oak at Shechem. Somebody found a buried treasure there one day, once upon a time, huh? Then they set out, and the terror of God fell. So then everybody heard, and then they said, oh, man, Those are God's people. Don't mess with them. You heard what they did to the people of Shechem. They are no more. They now become Israel too. Jacob and all the people with him came to Luz, that is Bethel, in the land of Canaan. There he built an altar and he called the place El Bethel. God, house of God. Could everybody say El? It's not Spanish, y'all. This doesn't mean the This isn't El Pollo Loco. (laughs) El means God and bait. Everybody say bait. We're not talking about fishing bait, Corey. We're talking about bait. It means house, house, bet, beth, bet, bait. El Bethel means God, house of God. Because it was there that God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. There he gets brought up again. This, this, this idea that Jacob was on the run for a long time and God was dealing with him. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried under the oak below Bethel. So it was named Alon Bakuth, which means the oak of weeping. The oak of weeping. All right? So it's okay to mourn sad things. But the scriptures say, weeping may last for the night or mourning may last for the night but what comes in the morning joy it's okay to lament it's okay to cry out okay it's i'm gonna say this it's even okay to have regrets but you can't stay there you can't stay in those regrets because now you're just feeling sorry for yourself and jesus has never called us to feel sorry for ourselves Jesus has not called us to pity ourselves. That means we would be betraying the very meaning of our faith. To have pity on ourselves. God's not called us to that. God's called us to overcome. God's called us to be people of faith. People of Jacob. People of Israel. All right? So the Lord says, hey, Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. My kids go through a tough time. We give them a moment. 
My wife has to remind me, okay, leave them alone now. Give them their quiet time. Thank you, baby. I'm so glad you're my wife. But when they wake up in the morning, like Pastor T said, happy feet coming from daddy and mommy's bedroom, and they, they turn into stomping feet. And I'll go right down to my kid's bedroom. Good morning, boys. Good morning, champions. Come here. Give me a big hug. Give me a besito. And I'll squeeze them, and I'll crack their backs, and I'll, I don't mess with their hair no more, you know, like they're teenagers, you know what I mean? <laughs> I tell them how awesome they are, and I say, how you feeling today? I'm doing better, Dad. Praise the Lord, mijo. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Nothing can keep you down. Amen. Not only are you a son of the Most High God, you're a canales. Ganales, canales. Means beat them all. And that's the way I raise my boys with faith and with strength. And also with some nurturing, too. And also with some tears when they're appropriate and, and, the, and the mood and the time requires it. Scripture says mourn with those who mourn, weep with those who weep, celebrate with those who celebrate. Right? Jacob's still learning about faith in God. All these places and these names have so much meaning, church. It's important for us to study the word of God. After Jacob returned, verse 9, from Padan Aram, which means northwest Mesopotamia, God appeared to him again and blessed him. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. But you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel, which means God perseveres. And God said to him, I, God Almighty, and this is where I want to take us. We're not going to be able to finish the whole chapter. This is where I want to take us and land the plane tonight, church. I really, really, I, 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 re I really, I desire for us to leave this place encouraged. I desire for us to leave these doors you go home, your family's going to see you, your husband, your, your wife, your kids, and they're going to be like, what happened to you? And you just say, the word of God, the logos, the rhema word of God changed my life. And it changes my life every day. And, and you just put that smile on your face. And you, you forget about everything that, that you, were, you were thinking of prior to walking in these doors. And you just give it to the Lord. And you just put it on the altar at Bethel. And say, Lord, I'm, here, you, here you go. I'm giving it to you, Lord. Okay? So let's get ready. We're going to end in prayer. Um, Brother Reuben, can you please accompany me over here on the keyboard? Brother Love, can you turn this keyboard on for Brother Reuben? Brother Leuven, can you hook up my brothers? important to know each other's names. Sister Karen, we need to do name tags in the foyer from now on. I'm serious. Play from your heart, Brother Reuben. Let the Spirit lead you.
I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you. And kings will come from your body. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you. And I will give this land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had talked with him. Jacob set up a stone pillar at the place where God had talked with him. And he poured out a drink offering on it. He also poured oil on it. And Jacob called the place where God had talked with him Bethel. 